A Florida man defecated on the car of a romantic rival. A Florida woman sues a gay men's nudist resort for not letting her book a room. A Florida man wins an all-women's poker tournament, which sparks a heated debate. And a Florida transgender lifeguard candidate was rejected by the city after removing their shirt. These are the weird stories for Friday. They are all from the state of Florida. That's right. The star of the show, the state of Florida and Florida man. This is Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast recorded inside a closet and the only daily weird news podcast that does Florida Friday. All the weird news from this week from Florida. This week, a little controversial. Let's get right into it. A Florida man defecates on the vehicle of his romantic rival. Ooh, I sentence you to a poop duel, sir, for my honor. A romantic rival also is a Florida man was sentenced after he defecated on a car of an executive in the villages. You guys know about the villages? This is where it all goes down. Uh, It's a retirement village of degenerates, basically. This guy, Jeremy Robert Powell, is 30 years old. He lives in the villages. Seems a little too young to be living in the villages. Not too young, though, to be just pooping everywhere, though. He pleaded no contest in the Sumter County Court to a charge of criminal mischief. That's all? You could poop on someone's car and it's just criminal mischief? He's been placed on probation for a year. They're going to be keeping a strict eye on his pooping habits. And he's ordered to perform 40 hours of community service. I'm sure it involves picking up poop on the beach, that sort of thing. How ironic. That you got in trouble for pooping on a car. Now you have to go pick up poop on the beach. Seems like a fitting uh, community service task for someone who likes to poop on cars. An officer was called on the morning of April 13th to the Oxford Oaks home of Michael Hopfer. He's the director of accounting at the village's commercial property management He walked out of his driveway in the morning, discovered that the passenger side windshield wiper of his vehicle was broken. There were scratches on the doors, and you know what was on the roof. Fecal matter on the roof of his vehicle. Not just any fecal matter, the fecal matter of a Florida man. And if you test that, a lot of chemicals in there. Hoopfer. It's just a funny name. Hoopfer. I like how the P is next to the F. Hoopfer. He reviewed his home video surveillance footage and saw a man scratching the vehicle, climbing on top of it, then defecating on the roof. The vehicle is not included in this article. Not that I want to see it. It's pretty wild to have a video of someone pooping on your car, though. It says here that Hoopfer identified the man in the video, who he recognized from work, as uh, Powell, the Florida man, serial defecator in the story. When questioned by the police, Hoopfer... Uh, theorized that Powell might have been provoked to commit the vandalism over a girl. So, I mean, there's no better way to show your true love for a woman than to poop on your romantic rival's car roof. Even better if the uh, roof is off. Just get it right in the passenger seat. A Florida woman sues a gay men's nudist resort. A Florida lady is suing a nudist resort for gay and bisexual men because the resort did not 
allow her to stay at its clothing optional facilities. Island House in Florida's Key West advertises itself as an award-winning resort for men. Sounds like it's a nudist resort as well. That's part of the allure. People want to get together in places where they can safely take off their clothing. Sometimes they want to take off their clothing without women around. You know, some guys want to do that. Sounds like this is that kind of place. But she was she was very angry. She wanted to be in there. Her name is Amina Chowdhury. She filed a complaint against the resort with the Florida Commission on Human Relations, claiming its all-male policy is discriminatory and should be reversed. The event allows non-guests, including women, between 5 and 9 when clothing is required around the resort's pool. Okay, so she can go there during the hours of 5 and 9. What's she so angry about? She wanted to stay the night. She wanted to be there during um, naked man hour. Uh, this is just you know, what a hardworking perv. Just wants to see some wang on a weekend. Yeah. But that not allowed, it sounds like. Let's keep reading and find out the rules and what's going to happen if, if her lawsuit has any merit whatsoever. My guess is no. The facts are this. Chowdhury showed up to the facility's Gay Pride fundraiser event where she placed flyers on the tables questioning the resort's all-male policy and citing Florida's discrimination laws as well. What a big surprise. I don't even think Florida had discrimination laws, it seems. Wow, who knew? At the end of the event, Chowdhury also asked to book a room for the night, but was told the facility was full. Yeah, well, you just tried to sabotage their fundraiser event. Here they are trying to raise some funds for their, their gay resort. And you're putting anti-who-knows-what flyers on the tables telling everyone that this place is discriminatory and uh, should be investigated. I wouldn't let you stay in my place either. Uh, the owner's name is Lori. Him and the manager, Jeff, alleged chattery told them that night she intended to sue for discrimination against ladies. The owner, Lori, said he felt affronted by Chowdhury, passing out literature to the detriment of the property and aggravating the guests um, after having even been invited to the event. So she was invited to the event for some reason. Um, the owner says they actually had to have her escorted off the property by police. Well, she sounds like she made quite a ruckus. What is her deal? Turns out the owner testified that Chattery was not denied a room because she was a woman, but because she had behaved poorly and the resort's liquor license meant they could refuse services to any people they deemed disruptive. She clearly was disruptive at a very, I assume, popular event. Uh, gay pride. Yeah, big deal. It was reported that the resort did have rooms available for women and had done so since at least 2003, but female guests were not allowed within the main facility. However, the owner told the hearing that the resort has an agreement with a nearby guest house for women to use the pool and other amenities there, as well as an agreement with a local gym. And ultimately, though, female guests are rare, they say. Now, the Florida lady Chattery told the media that she did not want her lawsuit to be an attack on gay men. She's quoted as saying, I fully support them having safe spaces that are welcoming. I don't want to go to outer space either, but if someone suddenly said no women were allowed in space, I'd I'd be the first to join the protest. <laughs> so basically, she's a Karen, it sounds like to me. She just wants to force her way into a place that's not for her. Either that, she just wants to see more wangs. That could be a thing. So we, I can't 
figure it out from all the data. She's she's either a major perv or she just wants to be a Karen. Yeah. People are allowed to have their spaces. You know, if they want to, if it's a private location, you you know, they can deny whoever they feel. It sounds like they don't, in general, deny you know women. There just maybe certain spaces within the facility which seems reasonable as well if it's a place where like all the men are naked doing a, having their private naked time you know and they don't want women around that's their business just as though if this was a women's facility and they didn't want men in a certain area you know, i wouldn't say this is discrimination maybe i'm wrong though what do you guys think call the show 646-450-2012 Yay! it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. A Florida man has won a women's poker tournament and it sparks a heated debate. A male won a female poker tournament at a Florida casino over the weekend, sparking a heated debate on social media. David Hughes is the Florida man's name. He finished first in the $250 buy-in ladies no-limit hold'em poker event. This was last weekend. During the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Showdown at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. He earned over $5,000 for his victory after defeating a woman named Diana. The event drew 83 total entries. I assume this is the only man that was in the tournament. He's identified as a 70-year-old bearded man, and I'm looking at a photo of him. Yes, he looks like a Santa. He looks like a pleasant man, actually. Very ruddy-faced, smiling man. Um... Sounds like he's causing a bit of an uproar, though, perhaps unnecessarily. Let's keep reading. According to anti-discrimination laws, Florida casinos are not permitted to ban men from entering a women's event. Again, so funny to learn today that Florida has anti-discrimination laws. Who knew? Nevada, the state, also prohibits poker tournaments from barring men from entering women's tournaments as well. The World Series of Poker's Ladies event is a $10,000 buy-in tournament with a 90% discount for women to deter men from entering. Florida man Hughes's presence at the final table created quite a stir at the tournament. And uh, professional poker player Ebony Kenny said on social media that she put a $300 bounty on him that was matched by several others in the poker community. The bounty reached over $2,000, though it went unclaimed. Uh, I don't understand what the bounty, you mean to just knock him out of the tournament? Or this is a joke that you actually want his head on a pike. Kenny was critical of Florida man Hughes's entering the tournament, obviously, as were many other poker pros and casual observers. We have a British pro poker player named Charlie Carroll weighing in on the issue of gender identity and commented, Well, it pokes fun at the idea that anybody can identify as a woman and be allowed to enter women's spaces. No, I don't think that's going on. He's not identifying as a woman. He's he's just entering a women's tournament as a man because you cannot tell him no. It's There are laws preventing this. In Florida, it's discrimination. And in Nevada, they're saying as well. So he's not trying to you know, identify as a woman and then be in the tournament as a woman. 
says here, this is not the first time a man has finished first in a tournament intended only for women. In 2009, Abraham Korotki, a former WSOP circuit event champion, won the $300 buy-in Ladies No Limit Hold'em event at the Borgata Poker Open in Atlantic City. Now, I feel bad for the ladies that were in this tournament trying to get somewhere in their poker career, and then you got this fella, like a poker pro, just coming in and disrupting your all-female event. It's just sort of a sad, to be honest, uh, you know, that this guy feels that he has to do this. It's just, what's wrong with him? You know, dude, just go, just go, go away. It's just people, just go away. You know, what's wrong with people? Huh? Some people are going to say, well, you know, it should, women shouldn't have their own tournament. What are they having in their own tournament anyways for? Why don't they just play with them? Well, you know what? Let the ladies have their own damn tournament, man. This is a male-dominated uh, game. Have you have you been to a, a Texas Hold'em tournament at a casino before? It's overwhelmingly male. I've seen it. It's male-dominated. So, you know, doing an event just for ladies makes them more comfortable. And from a business standpoint, I mean... It's smart to do an all-female tournament, you know, bringing in patrons who normally wouldn't come for a poker tournament because it's usually all men. You know, they might be intimidated and maybe they're afraid of harassment and all reasonable reasons to not want to be a woman in a a normal poker tournament. So, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys disagree. Call the show. You got the number. You got the number, man. A transgender Florida lifeguard was rejected after removing their top at the pool. They've confirmed here in Florida there's a little bit of a controversy over a transgender lifeguard applicant who applied for a job with the city of Craxonville. I'm sorry, Jacksonville. It happened at the city pool at Cecil Aquatic Center during a group tryout for the job. The position is lifeguard. So what do you need for a lifeguard to be uh, a very good swimmer? Uh, probably someone who's uh, polite and caring, who isn't going to show up to work on substances. That's helpful because you don't want them nodding off on the job. If it's a lifeguard position, they might be sleeping through a drowning. Can't have this. It says here, during the exercise slash tryout, there were children present. And the city received complaints about the incident that took place. Let's find out what took place exactly. They say a transgender individual, a female who identifies as male, removed their shirt, exposing their bare breasts, and completed a portion of the lifeguard training with 20 other trainees. It says here, while they cannot confirm the age of the individuals participating in the lifeguard training, uh, they say typically Jacksonville Parks recruits lifeguards starting at age 15. This occurred within view of several dozen children, apparently, and their parents sharing the same pool at the same time as the transgender individual bearing their bare breasts during the lifeguard tryout. Now, of course, you're going to have some people say this was a form of discrimination. And we learned today there's actually discrimination laws in Florida. Does this violate one of these? Uh, we have here the executive director and founder of the Queer Trans Project, Cielo Sunsare who says they were very disappointed at this individual being rejected and not hired because of their skills at the position, but rather for something else. This individual here was coming for a position to protect the children and the people at the swimming pool. 
They came here for one reason and were denied for another completely not related to it. And by the way, kids don't sexualize breasts. It's the adults that are making it out bigger than what it is. What is the difference if the person had top surgery or not? Oh, well, it sounds to me like this individual did not have the top surgery. And that's what the problem is. Had the person had the top surgery, you know, had the breasts removed and all of that, I'm, there probably wouldn't have been such an uproar. But I assume there were some breasts were, were, uh, were dangling out that afternoon in front of some 15-year-olds and parents and whatnot. I, I mean, I can understand where the uproar is coming from. I honestly can. We have a quote from the uh, Craxonville mayor, Lenny, Lenny Curry. Poor Lenny's got to be the mayor of Craxonville. Can you imagine? That's a tough job. There's just crack everywhere. Yeah. Lenny says, Through a citizen expressing concerns, my administration became aware of an incident where a biological female trainee in a lifeguard program was topless at one of our public pools. After consideration of the incident, I believe it is wrong for our public pools to be a place where Jacksonville families are forced to explain to their children why a person hired to protect public safety is exposing her breasts. I see no reason for our lifeguards to be forced to make changes to existing rules mandating that biological females cover their chests. Our parks and public pools are meant to be a place where families can feel safe to enjoy themselves. We shouldn't force parents of young children to be caught in the crossfire of battles over uh, what I can uh, what I consider wokeism. That was the uh, poor mayor at Craxonville. Tough job right there. And now he's got to deal with this pool incident, it seems. And uh, blowback from the LGBTQ community, I imagine. We have another quote from this person from the trans force who says... Uh, we can't move past this as a community without proper education, advocacy, and basic respect. No matter how much you don't agree with someone's ideals, just respect them. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree that you should respect people's ideals. And, uh, but I also think this individual should respect uh, the community at large as well. I mean, you're, you're a biological female uh, showing your breasts at a public pool. I mean, that's... It's not okay. They they haven't really approved that in the world. I mean, uh, I guess Germany did at some of their public pools. Was it Germany or Finland? But that's pretty much the only place. I mean, you can't expect Fl Florida to be, be on board with such things. I mean, people still do show up to the pool naked. They show up everywhere naked in Florida. You know, at the buffet, it's not probably out of the ordinary to just turn to the right and see someone grabbing those crab legs and then they got their crab leg hanging out too, you know, right next to you. That's probably not out of the ordinary. But, you know, in a public pool when you can kind of control the environment, or at least they're attempting to, especially during a lifeguard tryout, you know, this is uh, unacceptable behavior in my opinion. And this person should be respectful of the facilities and the rules at the facilities. If you're not going to you're trying to get a job at a, a place and you don't even respect the rules of the place, you know. What does that say about you? Sign up to the Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me in the Weird AF News podcast for this Florida Friday episode. It was a little bit different than the uh, previous Florida episodes in that it just it wasn't filled with degenerate criminals. It was there was some a uh, little bit of that, but there was uh, 
you know, some controversy in there, topics for discussion, stuff going on in the culture now that people are, uh, you know, getting up in arms about. So I thought that was kind of fascinating. So call the show if you have an opinion on any of this stuff. Uh, well, let's get some shout outs, some thanks and praise to Mark Halakas, who bought me coffee for my birthday. Yeah, that's what's up. Mark bought me some coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com. And uh, you can write a little message to me when you buy me a coffee. It says, I've been on board your podcast for well over a year now, Jonesy. Alexa keeps me asking, keeps asking me to set the morning routine, but I like it at my own pace. NPR, Fox, then Weird AF News. Kind of tempers the entire world news. The LOL at the end of my daily intake of this crazy world really helps. Always trying to get others on board, too. Enjoy the Java, brother. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how we call it Java. I like that you called it Java, Mark. I think that's really funny. You just don't hear it called Java that much anymore. I assume it's uh, the, the word comes from the country, because it is a big coffee producer, from my understanding, is Java. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. But anyways, great message, and uh, I appreciate the support, buddy. And I hope you have an amazing weekend. And please stay in touch. Please, please. Also, Heather Smith. Heather Smith deserves some thanks and praise because she joined the Patreon early this morning. So we want to give Heather Smith some some props, as they call it on the streets. Yeah, so Heather Smith, you get all kinds of props. Weird AF News props for you for joining the Patreon. I appreciate you showing support for this uh, little production we got going on inside a closet. So, you know, every dollar counts. So I appreciate that. And please enjoy the extra content in the Patreon. You know, there's a lot of stuff in there. I put in a bunch of crap in there earlier this week. What, like eight, ten things? Uh, extra weird content that I come across. You're, you're wondering, oh, like what kind of content, Jonesy, are you coming? Well, I don't know. I watched this cool YouTube video where they interviewed a, an old school pimp from Long Beach. It's like a half an hour interview. And I thought it was fascinating. So I, I don't know. I put that in there. I thought that was weird and cool. So stuff like that that I come across. Because my, uh, my media take is like wild stuff, man, weird stuff. And if I think it's appropriate for the Patreon, I put it in there. Uh, and then I also do follow-up stories that I've already done on the podcast. Sometimes like more news will come out regarding that story. And so I'll, I'll put that in there, like an update. I'll do a little bit of that. Anyways, yeah, so these are just reasons to join the Patreon or don't. It's all good. Uh, if you if you'd like to just go to the website weirdafnews.com click on the patreon banner pretty easy or go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews if you would like to uh, send me an email over the weekend or just say what's up you can reach me on instagram at funny jones or send me an email funny jones at gmail.com and you got the number anyways i hope you're doing good and you're healthy and you're happy these are what are this is, this is what what is important in the world anyways right so my best wishes to all of you.